0: president has repeatedly claimed that your report found there was no obstruction and that it completely and totally exonerated him but that is not what your report said is it correct that is not what the report said
1: that was the moment that democrats got all giddy who they were excited they thought that was the smoking gun Not so much. That was, of course, Robert Mueller uh, testifying, and he did that for hours in Congress. And uh, I guess your takeaway on this depends, you know, if you hate or love Trump, because if you hate him, then he broke every law and he should go to jail. If you love him, then today proved to be nothing more than a witch hunt. But Mueller made that statement in the morning. And then after lunch, he came back to clarify, you want to say the report didn't conclude that Trump had committed a crime. He wanted to make sure that the Democrats knew how to characterize it. I found the whole thing to be disastrous, not just for the Democrats who were hoping that this would be the first step to impeachment. But Mueller, I mean, he couldn't he couldn't remember. He couldn't remember parts of the report he was apparently in charge of. I mean, it seemed to be that what became clear was that no collusion with Russia. The investigation was very one sided. And Mueller apparently didn't get himself involved in a lot of the investigation. It was a bit bizarre. Let's bring in Michael Tobe to this conversation, a columnist with Troy Media, contributor to the Washington Times, and of course, former speechwriter for Stephen Harper. Hello there.
0: Hey, Alex, how are you?
1: Well, you know, I had to watch this thing, and I was waiting, and I had my popcorn, and I was told it was going to be, oh, so damning, and then I'm like, what what's going on? Robert Mueller, you know, this guy is considered a god, yeah. um, and there he was. You know, he stuttered, he stammered, he ummed, he awed, he forgot, and initially... He, he said the report, you know, doesn't exonerate Trump. And then he came back and you saw him change his mind. I mean, what was your takeaway?
0: Yeah, it was disastrous in many different ways. Um, <clears throat> look, I mean, the Democrats had a strategy and their, one, their strategy was simply to get Robert Mueller on the record to make some bad comments about Trump based on what he had written in his 448 page, two volume Mueller report. And they sort of got what they wanted, as, as Chuck Todd of NBC News said, which is that, you know, he's not totally exonerated and that, you know, if they want to try to indict Trump after he's finally been either defeated or steps down as U.S. president, be it in 2020 or 2024, they have that right. This is really what this whole show trial was for. Mm-hmm. The problem was that in the end, it was disastrous the way it came out. As you alluded to, Robert Mueller was stammering and bumbling around. He has to have sections repeated, questions repeated. He couldn't remember specific things. And now people are starting to wonder, both along, say, the lines of Fox News and CNN, because they both were saying it how much activity did Robert Mueller really have in this report on a day-to-day basis over two years? Mm -hmm. Because it just seems like he didn't. No one expects him to know every single word in that huge report, but it almost looked like he didn't know any of it. I would would expect
1: him to know a few. (laughs) I mean, that was a two-year investigation. I mean, we're talking impeachment. We're talking daily news every day for two years, and I would expect you to know your file. Like, that's a basic.
0: Well, exactly, or at least some of the basics where he doesn't have to keep going, you know, could you please? repeat that, or I'll just let it stand the way it is, which basically is his way of saying, I don't remember how it was written, but if it's there, I'll accept it. No, it's it's awful that way, and I think the other thing as well is that Mueller just looked bad against the Republicans when they were questioning him. They basically caught him flat-footed a couple of times based on contradictions of his terms, in terms of you know, where collusion would be, how, the levels of, uh, you know, how obstruction levels would be determined. And as you pointed out, he basically changed his tune over a seven-hour period where the Democrats were sort of salivating at the mouth, saying, oh, we can call this a crime, a crime. Wait a second. He comes back from a break and says, "Well, you know what? I've had some time to think about it and I'm just paraphrasing, it really isn't a crime."
1: Well, because he probably had a, a word or two with a few lawyers saying, "You might want to clarify the part of the report where we wrote this and exactly. it, yeah, you know. It, you know, so yeah, there was there was pushback on it. It seemed to kind of take all the air out of the balloon. Um but there were a lot of areas, you know, certainly the 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 um Republicans wanted to make a point that all the people around this team, whether it was Comey, James Comey, who's a good friend of of Mueller's, there were so many people in this investigation, most of them, if not all, who hated and had a a, a mission to get rid of Donald Trump or make sure he couldn't get elected any which way that was pointed out that this was a very partisan uh, investigation.
0: Exactly. And look, I think over the past two-plus years and then some, we know that. I mean, these are things that are obviously common knowledge to anybody who has spent, unfortunately, a few passing moments watching this, you know, based on the news reports that we've read, the TV and radio interviews that we've seen, and now this testimony. So it's not that anything was new. It's now that it's all on the record. And this is, unfortunately, how things are going to play out. All the Democrats, and quite frankly the Republicans, wanted was certain points on the record. The Republicans got even more than they actually sort of hoped for, which was kind of astonishing because I don't think they realized that Robert Mueller, even though he's supposed to be a fairly shy individual and not a great public speaker, I don't think they thought he would look so bad in front of them and open himself up to so many attacks, which is to their benefit, in, in for some of them in their re-election campaigns, it's also to U.S. President Donald Trump's mm. benefit, because now he can say, look... Robert Mueller can say whatever he wants. You know, we listened for seven hours as he went this way, that way, in whichever way, and came out with all these different conclusions. Is this really the person who was behind a two-year report where we spent roughly U.S. twenty-five million dollars to actually find that the person whose name is on the report didn't even know the report to begin with? So how can we trust his, you know, his commentary or his analysis? when he didn't even know certain sections, certain conclusions, what was on particular pages. He didn't even, what, didn't even have a strong answer when it came down to the second volume of work, mm. which a number of people at that testimony have correctly said was mostly a collection of news articles and other things which was against the purview or the basic uh, mission statement behind this committee, which was to find the truth without being partisan. Right. second volume, I've read it, it's pretty partisan overall because it quotes a lot from places like the Washington Post and the New York Times, so it's not right. that surprising.
1: Right, and here we go, though. I mean, the, the, the biggest part of this, I mean, it, it was politics for sure on both sides of this, but for the Democrats, it was all about impeachment But really, what wasn't discussed here and what is the overriding and and what should be more of a concern to both sides is that Russia tried to interfere, made, you know, some progress and will do it again. And no one seems to really care to talk about that. That's yes, the exactly. crazy thing.
0: No, you're right. The, the safeguards that we had hoped would be in place by now, unfortunately, still aren't there.
1: Yes, we're all... The, instead, we've wasted, what, two years on this? And, and neither Canada or the United States are any more secure. I mean, it's crazy to me how much time has been wasted.
0: No, you're right. It's absolutely maddening. I don't dispute that with you. You're 100% right. But what really drives me nuts is that everyone now is aware of the threat because of what we saw in 2016. We know that the Russians will try to engage or try to interfere in another election at some point, especially if safeguards are not in place, either in the U.S. or Canada, as you said. But if if governments such as the one run by our current Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, or by U.S. President Donald Trump, if they're not going to put up a proper wall, and that being <laughs> not a Careful. an invisible wall, invisible wall, <laughs> mm-hmm. a security wall, a firewall, if you'd like, to ensure that these sorts of Russian agents and others, even if they're linked with Vladimir Putin or they're working on their own, as these, this group seemed to have been in 2016, if they're going to try to interfere, if there are these safeguards that are not in place, then unfortunately, it'll be very easy for the Russians to once again interfere in some sort of an election somewhere. And you're right. It's maddening that basically three years after the fact or more, there's still nothing that's been done.
1: Well, there will be sound bites taken from today, and the sound bite that will uh, be taken will uh, will absolutely be the comment where Mueller, um, you know, talked about, you know, yes, he can be indicted after he leaves office, and certainly yeah. that the report uh, did not clear him of every crime, even though. He did come back and clarify that that first soundbite, which is the damaging one, is all really the Democrats wanted to be able to kind of put that out there, get that narrative and continue that narrative and create chaos, you know, and and fuel the anti-Trump, you know, fire.
0: Exactly. That's exactly what they want. No, they, And they got it early, really early. So this was where the victory was had. You know, even if everything else was pretty disastrous for them, a lot of it was. Most of it they were just grandstanding on their soapboxes saying, you know, how terrible this is, how important and cherished a country we have, how could we allow something like this to happen. I think they realized that most of the questioning, the Republicans would be able to tear Robert Mueller apart or at least rip a few strips off him, even though it was actually more so... And I think most of us thought, but all they wanted to have on the table was that Trump can be charged. Yeah. Trump can be indicted at some point after his presidency ends. So that's the message they might use for next year, that basically this is not only a way to defeat Donald Trump, this is also a way to put Donald Trump in a completely new position and possibly a new home. And I think that's how they're going to play it.
1: Well, we'll wait and say. I guess if that goes for him, it could go for uh, Clinton with the uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. All right, Michael, fascinating times. We'll uh, see how this unfolds. I'm pretty sure I know because it'll be 24-7 media coverage for you the next bet. two years. All right, we will talk to you again. Thank you very much.
0: You betcha. Take care.
1: That is Michael Toba joining us so for what uh, I think a lot of people expected would be a big show, and it really was not a big show.